0: mm
1: And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I am Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. Good evening, Morris.
0: Hello, Liam. How are you this uh, fine Sunday evening?
1: I'm well. Uh, Just great. It's snowing here in Vermont, and I believe you are in the sunshine of Scottsdale, correct?
0: Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. And uh, it's perfect for us old people, you know?
1: Right. The humidity or whatever. The bones don't creak.
0: Exactly, you know it's um you lose muscle mass and fat, and you just get cold and <laughs> <laughs> did you uh did you go snowboarding today?
1: I did not i'm going tomorrow uh statistically, tomorrow should be ideal as far as not having people on the mountain because of the Super Bowl tonight, so I think that. All the New England Tom Brady fanboys will stay up late watching football, and hopefully there will be nobody at Stowe tomorrow. That is the hope.
0: Oh, there's football tonight, huh? Uh,
1: apparently, yes. There's a a big game. Sports are very important during this pandemic as a distraction for the American people.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha.
1: Uh, so... Speaking of distractions, uh, a major distraction for the market and for us newly christened day traders is the phenomenon of Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's been around for a while. Um, you know, it's probably 10 years now, and uh, the thing's been um, bouncing back Has it really been forth. that long? Yeah. yeah 10 years? Probably. Probably around, around that. I mean, I don't have the exact... Uh, date of the white paper but um yeah yeah so um uh have you traded uh bitcoin
1: i did you want to hear my horror story
0: that's what i live for
1: okay well again i you just haunt my 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 conscience when i get involved with these idiotic things because What I did was I went on to Coinbase, which is one of these crypto trading platforms where it's seemingly easy to put $1,000 into your account and buy whatever crypto you want. And I chose Bitcoin. And this was probably a month ago before it made the parabolic run up and... Put a thousand dollars in, and I got whatever that equivalent was—point zero zero three thousandths of a bitcoin—and it steadily went up, little by little, little by little, and then it really went up, and the site crashed. Where
0: the Coinbase site crashed
1: correct the, okay. the you know they couldn't handle the volume whatever the excuse was right when I when I wanted to trade my Bitcoin the server was down you get a, a standard message oh we apologize for the inconvenience sure which which if if I had a, a pressing trade and I wanted to get in or out whatever the the action I wanted to execute was was totally impossible mm-hmm. and all I could think about was you, telling me that you cannot tell your wife that your $3 million in Bitcoin vanished.
0: <laughs> yes. yes because that ha- was
1: essentially what happened to me.
0: Well, it, it didn't vanish. You just oh. weren't able to trade it, right? Right. Because it was, it was still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't so,
1: feel like it was there, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <well.
0: laughs> um, so the the Bitcoin thing has been uh, a very interesting uh, thing to watch here because, um, it, it's, it's got all of the makings of, uh, something that just is going to go sideways at some point here. Um, wh- what, do I mean by that? Um, you've got a lot of people, uh, who got in early and I won't bring up any names because I I try not to use anyone's name on these these things that we do. But you had a gang of guys um, that got in early and accumulated a large position. Uh, you know, one of them, uh, one group is a couple of twins, another one's a smart-ass ball guy, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so they accumulate a position. And then they go around touting it and telling everyone how this is the great new thing and
1: oh and, yes they do right
0: okay so uh, then they they run it up and they've they've made you know i i think hundreds if not billions of dollars on this thing and um you know there's all sorts of different ways to, to talk about this but in the short run you last week we had the GameStop phenomenon right where you had some uh guys gang up and they ran up the price of a stock and then you know some guys sold it and made a lot and some guys didn't and they round tripped it but this is not entirely dissimilar Um, I mean it's Bitcoin it's not a stock and it's real dollars not options on a stock but to the extent that you have a bunch of people who are long trying to talk it up that's that's a familiar thing. And we've just seen it recently with uh, with the GameStop. And in any of these hedge fund managers, well, what do they do? They, they accumulate a position. And as soon as they've got a large chunk of it, they go on CNBC or CNN or Wall Street Journal or whatever. And they give an interview and say, hey, look at me, look what I bought. And then the, then the stock goes up and you've seen it in Absolutely. You know, like uh, whether it's Starbucks or Hilton or any number of these things, right? Uh, so there's an element of this Bitcoin thing that uh, d- disturbs me. Um, but uh, to, to continue on a little bit with it, and um, as we talked about last week, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours gifted me $1 of Bitcoin a couple of years ago, and that's mm-hmm. now. Between six or seven dollars. So I mean, it's it's gone up and uh, it, it, quite quite dramatically, and a lot of people have uh, made a bunch of money. And that that's always a FOMO thing, right? When you hear about your buddy making money, and you want to know well, why, why couldn't it be me, so everyone piles in. Um, but if you remember back when uh, you and I sat down uh, and I was trying to teach you the time value of money and, and mm-hmm. thinking about uh, where you were going to be and, and try to turn the map around, you know, see about where it is you want to end up, you know, in terms of how to invest. Um, that kind of theme has struck me with this Bitcoin thing in that um, I'm, I don't understand why we really need it. Meaning, what social good does it do? and the um the answer that people come up with is well you know fiat currencies and um it's a store of value um so on and so forth and um that that may well be uh but you know there's a lot of things you can do if you think the value of the dollar or the euro or the yen are going to decline i mean you can buy real assets um you don't have to buy this bitcoin thing um because there's other approaches you can take and and one thing that people don't spend much time about is uh what happens if there's a problem with your um ownership of the bitcoin so what what do i mean by that well there's obviously the ha 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 about the guy that forgot his password and um you know he can't get the money out or whatever because he's lost his password in that bit yeah,
1: he's out a quarter right. million dollars yeah. or whatever it is yeah. 25 Point. whatever it was 250 million whatever yeah, the number um, was
0: yeah according to him right, right. Who knows? of course and then um i think last week we saw there was a crypto fund that turned out to be a hundred million dollar fraud if you saw that um I forget the name of the guy but that was just another fraud. Uh and there's been a, a litany of these things. But I think that there was something I did actually a little bit of homework on this um uh since last we spoke. So I went to um I think it was Coinbase and I I said uh um, cuz you know inside baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So so uh and I'm no expert on this bitcoin stuff but in, 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 indulge me because I'm, I'm not a millennial, but you have uh, a hot wallet and that's the money, that's the Bitcoin they have online. And then there's the cold wallet or cold storage, which is supposed to be offline, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. So I went to the Coinbase website and they say that your, uh, your account is insured. I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. Except, I know that's not. Is it technically true? Yes. Does it mean anything to you? No, it's absolutely worthless. And, and I'll explain to you why. So, when you read the fine print, or the not-so-fine print, they say that they keep 2% of, um, of their Bitcoin assets in the hot wallet and 98% of the assets in the cold wallet. And then they go on to say that they have enough criminal liability insurance to cover the amount that's in the hot wallet, so the 2%, which means they don't have insurance on the amount that's in the cold wallet. Yep. Okay. So if something goes wrong with Coinbase, okay, you're going to lose all your money. Right. And And, and, you know, maybe, maybe if you get your 2% in the hot wallet, by the time they get done with the class action suit and the lawyer's fees and stuff like that, um, you're going to be out of money. You're going to have nothing. So I don't think uh, people are pricing that in. There's other companies that are setting up quote, custody accounts, but it's the same sort of thing. Nobody can guarantee you that your investment in Bitcoin is safe. And they're dancing around that, and I think that that bothers me a great deal. The, the second thing is, uh, or another thing is, I brought up my uh, Coinbase uh, account, and there's a list of um, all of the, the cryptocurrencies you have there. And let me just, let me just read you the, the top bunch. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Chainlink, Stellar, Lumens, Bitcoin Cash, USD Coin, Uniswap, Ave, Wrapped Bitcoin, EOS, uh, Cosmos. Okay, so that's the top 12. Okay. Um, why? 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 Yeah, it it, it it to me, this is just it's do we cheat them and how? Right. No,
1: I I agree. I don't I I don't understand why the need for the dozen other hangers on. For for instance, Doge Coin, DOGE Coin, whatever however you pronounce it, that has gone from one tenth of one cent to two cents over the weekend because Elon Musk was yapping about it is it to me it's a joke it's an absolute joke what is what do you what can you do with that with that coin quote unquote
0: right so um a while ago there uh was this new medical uh process uh, created by this company uh Theranos Theranos okay. oh yeah you're familiar with them there's a great video oh yeah on, uh, okay so i remember before it turned out to be bogus Looking at this thing, and uh, so you had the makings of a great scam. You had, you know, a, uh, a pretty young girl who had a of needles and was a genius and dropped out of school and created this process uh-huh. and was going to change the world and dressed uh-huh. like um, Steve Jobs and drank the green uh-huh. Okay, and then she gets all these investors, and then you look at the um, the uh, board of directors, and it's George Schultz, who actually just passed away today, uh, unfortunately, um, Henry Kissinger, you know, a bunch Incredible, of guys yeah. that had nothing to do with anything in terms of science, right? So she uh, was able to create this sort of mania around this thing where – People wanted to give her money, and and then anybody that would come in and say, "Wait a minute, this isn't isn't right," they they would attack them. It wouldn't be a, a logical debate. It would be you know argumentative, or they would uh, hire private investigators to intimidate the people. And so when you go to the Bitcoin, so for instance, um, I was on. Uh, Kevin Muir's podcast, the market huddle and, uh, Kevin, uh, kind of is more my camp. He calls them bits in the sky. Um, I, I don't think that's all that catchy, but you know, he's, (laughs) he's got, he's got more listeners than we do Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. now, for now. Um, but, um, you know, so when he and I discussed it, uh, the next day, when I looked at the, the comments section, uh, from the, the podcast, there's all sorts of comments about, you know, we don't know what we're talking about, the level of intelligence. Okay. So, wh- what we have here is you have the, the uh, kind of a, a cauldron of elements that are, I believe, creating a, a mania. You have a sophisticated technology of the mm-hmm. blockchain, mm-hmm. you have a bunch of people touting. Uh, an investment that's made them billionaires. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is log in, sign up, and you too that's can it. be rich. Um, it's the future. I just, it's the it's the yeah it's the,
1: yeah it's the future.
0: So um, for me, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to predict which way the price of this thing is going to go because it's a it's a mugs game. Uh, over time, as people lose them. And uh, people, uh, um, you know, I was going to say steal them, but as the frauds come and go, the, I mean, I can see an argument for the price going up, but um, it's not a means of of payment. So, for instance, if uh, if you want to go buy, you know, the apocryphal story is somebody bought a pizza and paid for it in Bitcoin. Of course, you know, and, and okay, but um, when Bitcoin the other what was it, a month or two ago it dropped 20 or 25% in a very short period of time. you know how, how are you going to pay your bills how you're going to you're going to buy a house with bitcoin first of all it's too volatile secondly the transaction volume is very slow and then you have all sorts of other things where uh, i mean i'm not a uh, a global warming guy or cl- climate change but it generates huge energy usage It commands huge amounts of uh, computer hardware, which is bad for the environment. And then you go through the whole governance thing, right? So if you have all your money at Coinbase and Coinbase goes tapioca because they spent too much money in marketing and all your money's gone, people are going to be bitching why didn't the regulators do something? Well, guess what? The, the whole thing exists because it's not regulated.
1: Exactly.
0: So, uh, and you know, I once again on my uh, soapbox here, I just don't see how the government is going to tolerate the anonymous transfer of money. Um, so, for instance, uh, um, construction projects. Let's say somebody wants to put in an, uh, a fence around their yard, and the guy comes and says, uh, "You know, it's uh, four thousand bucks to put the fence around your yard, but if you pay me cash, it'll be three grand, something like that." And that, okay. So the the thing that limits that is if you go down to the bank um, and say, "I'd like twenty five thousand dollars in cash, please." Above ten grand, they fill out a form and it goes to the treasury. And um, at some point, you get enough of those, they're gonna come a knocking and ask them what you're doing, right? Um, so if you take money out, you know you gotta take it out in increments of $10,000 or less. So how long are they gonna let you transfer money to your contractor or uh, you know, your bookie or whatever, and huge chunks of money when they won't let you do it with the the hard currency i, I just um, I'm just a little surprised and um earlier, I think whether it was earlier today or uh, last week you had mentioned how uh, you know you had your thousand dollars and you wanted to get out, and the system crashed right well, you know the second the the whales, the guys with the huge chunks try and get out because something bad happened um that thing's gonna lock up and you know so um and if you're looking to get rich okay um look for the next amazon or look for the next peloton or the next google um or the next tesla i mean i'm not gonna tell you to buy tesla that's something else we can talk about but tesla's up 10 times isn't it absolutely Something like that. Um, so I, I don't, I, why does it have to be something that's completely unregulated that some hacker can come in and steal it from you and you have absolutely no recourse?
1: I think you you said it best. It's a mania. It, and and the people in the comments section on, on Kevin Muir's market huddle, the people that have an answer for it and they, oh, you don't understand it. Blah 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 blah. They, they they have an answer for everything, and I'll be honest, I, I don't in, I don't understand it entirely. I have a, a a basic grasp of it, but I think the fact that people don't understand it appeals to people. That they say, okay, well, let me just look at the chart, and they have they use an example like you. Oh, I got a, I had one dollar in Bitcoin, and now it's worth seven without me doing anything. And the twins are jacking it up every week, and it's it just been going up and going up. Now you've got Ray Dalio and Bridgewater dumping billions into it. It's, it's, it's just they they follow the momentum. And who cares about? I would say the majority of millennials and amateurs that are getting involved in it now. Which I mean, the narrative is that that's who's driving it the retail the retail flow into Bitcoin. I would say nine out of 10 of those people don't understand it and they're buying it off of social media hype and FOMO and the ease of, okay, let me put a thousand dollars into Coinbase and and now it's up to 4,000. There's, and there's predictions that it's going to go to 85,000. So I think that, I mean, it's the simple, the simpletons are just, they get sucked into stuff like this and I'll, and I'll raise my hand and be one of them. And, And and, and I'm guilty of it.
0: So so if you go back, uh, and I don't have the exact date, but I'm going to get this 98% right. So in the 1800s, somebody came up with a new process to take lead and turn it into gold, okay? So what the guy did was he had a box, and he put some lead in it, and he said... Once this thing is immersed into seawater, there's a reaction that takes place and the lead turns into gold. So I don't know exactly where this took place, but you know, we we can find it. Uh it's pretty famous. And so the guy gets a bunch of people and they put the lead in the box and they drop the box in the ocean and you know, an hour later, they dig it up and uh, there's there's like fucking gold in it. It's like, holy shit. And the uh, the price of the stock of the company goes crazy and yada, 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 new technology, everything's fantastic. Well, it turns out that they had some guy in a diving suit who swapped out the the piece of lead for gold, right? right. And so it was an out-and-out out fraud. But uh, the stock, you know, Let's say it went from twenty to five dollars on the news, but it it took a long time for the thing to go to zero because there were still people who were buying into the notion that hey you know the this thing's good and it's a buy so i I just don't i don't um I'm just sort of surprised with the amount of chatter this thing is getting in relation to um how important it is and uh like I said I I don't have a price prediction. all I know is for me uh it smells and um I, I'm gonna just sit back uh I'm just gonna sit back and watch so
1: yeah, I, I don't blame you um I'm I'm just curious how, all this institutional money that's getting dumped into it is done without the blink of an eye, and that that helps drive it too. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for a guy like me, okay, uh, you know, Bridgewater's putting 150 billion dollars into it. All right, well, if, if Bridgewater's putting 150 billion into it, what's wrong with me putting thousand dollars into it? It can only go up. It can only go you know, up.
0: Well, you know, for the time being, when. All of the institutional guys are talking about buying it that's going to keep a bit in it right yeah. but um, so I'm trying to look in uh, to this matter there's a life insurance company that said they bought a hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin and um, what I'm trying to investigate is is that considered a prudent investment for, a life insurance company, because the something like a life insurance company has—I mean, all, all these investment vehicles do—but especially a life insurance company has a fiduciary responsibility to invest the money because it's the, the money has to grow and earn to pay off life insurance policies, right? So, explain to me how something that has been around for you know ten years has had wild volatility, huge amounts of fraud is unregulated. Okay. Um, How, how do you explain to me that that's a prudent investment? Now, what these guys are going to say, which is absolutely wrong answer is, well, it's only a hundred million out of a $50 billion portfolio. So it's only 0.000, whatever. Right. And to me, that's a straw man argument. You don't a hundred million or $1, you don't belong in the thing. And so uh, I'm trying to offline do some research into that and see if, uh, if there's something that, that can come into play. Um, uh, I mean, you know, just be common sense about it. If, uh, well, look, uh, my, my argument was going to be, let's say you took your nest egg and told Amy, you bought, Bitcoin with it, she'd think you lost your fucking mind. And the answer is, it's probably true. Now, if you took ten percent, um, did you lose your mind? No, you you're taking a gamble on something. Gambling? Um, are are there? Yes, it's it's gambling. Are, are there better ways to do things? So, for instance, Cheryl was listening to uh, um, uh, Scott Galloway.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I
0: like okay. him. He's he's terrific. Yeah. Um I bet in person he's a hump, but on yeah. uh, on on the video stuff, he's Once great. Once
1: you get to know him, yeah.
0: So um, so Cheryl said, "Look, he he explained how um Apple should buy Peloton. and he went through the calculation as to what uh, Apple would be willing to pay for it, and he calculated that Peloton should probably trade thirty percent higher. So she said, "Well, why? Why don't we?" Do something along those lines and I said okay well we, you know we can talk about it but mm-hmm. th- but to me that's a rational yeah plan right there's yeah. there's an Apple that has a lot of money and peloton provides a service that uh, people like so yeah. tell me tell me how that works with Bitcoin what do you need your Bitcoin for
1: oh yeah it, it's it's I, I can't. I honestly can't. Um, oh. And 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 the the a Peloton. I mean, okay, it's an it's an exercise bike, but it's an object that you can quantify a value on. You can say, All right, even if yeah. it's not hooked up to the internet, it's an exercise b- bike worth a thousand dollars. And if Peloton stock, you know, goes to zero, I still have an exercise bike. Same thing with Apple. Apple goes goes broke, and I still have my computer and yada yada yada. But if Bitcoin goes to zero, you have nothing. You have what?
0: Yeah, nothing. And what I, what I kind of get a kick out of is you got a lot of really bright people calculating the value of Bitcoin. They're saying, well, you know, if you look at it as proportion to gold, or if you look at what happens when it splits, or you run this analytic or whatever, I'm like, you know what, you run and play. Uh, yep. you're you're kidding yourself because it's right, all that matters is what guy A is gonna pay and what guy B is gonna solve for. And right now the flow is the flow is one way. There's another situation which is kind of it causing this sort of feeding frenzy, right? So there's this um woman who's made a huge name for herself the last couple of years. Her name is Kathy Wood, and she's in this arc. Uh, ETF. I thing. love it.
1: I, I own okay. them all.
0: Okay. So here's the thing. Now I got this off the internet earlier and um, as Abe Lincoln said, everything on the internet <laughs> is true. <laughs> um, but apparently a year ago, she managed $3.6 billion. Uh-huh. Now she has $50 billion under don't, me. Don't jinx it for me. Okay, please. Can you so, not? So you mean you put the... Uh, the, the nest Gucher? egg's
1: an <laughs> <in> ARK, okay? <laughs>
0: you put you put the Gucci on it? Yeah, yeah, please yeah. don't. Okay? Um, we got to make sure we have some yucks because Kevin told me he listens to this podcast before he goes to bed. And last week he laughed so hard he couldn't fall asleep. But um, so uh, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic here because she put $3.6 into X, Y, and Z. And one of the X's was Tesla, Right. Yep. So Tesla goes up and people are like, wow, look at, look at how much money she made. So Visionary. they're like, I'm going to give her more money. So she gets more money and she goes and buys more Tesla. And mm. then when she goes and buys more Tesla, push pushes the price of Tesla up. Right. And so guys are like, Hey, look at how much money she made. I'm going to give her more money. And she gets more money and she buys more Tesla and you, you see what's happening. Right. And so you go from 3.6 billion to 50 billion. Now, uh, stocks aren't my thing. I was uh, a bond guy, and um, you know met- you
1: were a gold bug.
0: Before I was a what?
1: Gold bug. Now, you know, back when you were a bond trader. Now oh, you're a, back now you're a gold I lost,
0: guy. Lost my mind. Yeah. Um, so um, th- my friend, uh, um, who we go to the fish concerts with, he, the guy I worked with, who you met a number of times. So he and I ran very very large positions in the government bond market and when you started running large positions you realized it you had to you had to run your business differently okay you had to be in early you had to be out early because you were so big that if you waited to try and get the lowest price you 'd never get your whole position on, and if you waited to get the highest price, you 'd never get your whole position off so consequently, we are always early getting it on, and we are always you know early getting it off. but we we managed to move massive positions now you 've got this woman who has gone from trading three point six billion to fifty billion in the course of a year, okay We went from trading. Call our equivalent of 3.6 billion to the next year, maybe 7 billion, and the year after that, 10 billion, and then the year after the. So we had 7, 8, 9, 10 years of learning how to trade bigger and bigger size. Okay. When you're right, it's awesome. But if you hang on one second too long, it's, mm-hmm. I, I used to call this being stuck in a barrel rolling downhill, you you don't get out of the barrel when you want to. You get out of the barrel when you get to the bottom of the hill. And mm-hmm. um, I think that this is going to be sort of an interesting cycle. And it does kind of tie in together with what you sort of saw around 1999 or 2000, where there was this visionary, uh, her name was Mary Meeker, I guess, I guess it still is Mary Meeker and a very talented, very bright, uh, woman and, you know, foresaw the growth in the internet and all these stocks. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think, I think it didn't necessarily go well for her because the stocks that they liked went up and then they went down and, um, you know, I think some of these things didn't Amazon lose 90% of its value or something like that at one point. Um, so if you held it on for 20 years, I mean, it's been been fantastic, but you know, 20 years, a long time. Uh, and uh, especially 20 years when you've seen something go down 90%, it, it, you don't, you're not sitting there going, Well, I'm just going to hang out for 20 years, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're, at best you're in the bathroom throwing up trying to figure out what you're gonna wow. <laughs> what you're gonna tell your significant other so um so yeah. uh so, sorry about all those dings i i we, we need a we need a producer badly
1: <laughs> oh. yeah, well well i'm sure there's there's someone out there looking for work you know the the job market now is- there's got to be some nerds out there that are just dying to stay up late on Sunday night and help us out. Um but I right, let me ask you this since since you you know you, you you've bludgeoned bitcoin. Let me ask you about its relationship to gold. Can I can you does that does that sure. bother you? Is that is that a, you know let me, can I read to you what what Bridgewater said about it or are you sick of me talking about Bridgewater?
0: As I told you last week, Liam, it's all about you. Fire away.
1: This, this, I, I think about this stuff when I read. All right. So Bridgewater's piece out last week had a sensitivity analysis which showed their estimate of Bitcoin price should private holders of gold switch to Bitcoin, states a weekly investor note Friday from quantitative trading firm QCP. They forecasted that should 50% of capital in gold move into Bitcoin, that would result in a price of $85,000 per one Bitcoin. Well, first of all, we know 50% of capital and gold is not going to Bitcoin. You'd hope, right?
0: Well, how, how could it? The the foreign central banks hold all of it. Okay.
1: All right. So, that's, so, so that, we know that. No, it's, that's
0: not- it's, it's one of those nonsensical things. You know, I, I remember years ago, I mean, like years ago, um, there was a rumor that the, the Chinese were going to change their diet and they were going to all start eating one more egg a day And the amount of oats that they were going to have to feed. The chickens was going to cause the price of oats to triple. But you can imagine how that ended up. Right. Right. Okay.
1: But what if now is, I think I asked this before, Bitcoin's bothering gold, correct? Bitcoin is dragging gold for some uh, insane reason that, that people think that Bitcoin is a safe hedge as opposed to gold.
0: Well, so um, the argument is this, that uh, gold has historically been an inflation hedge and in a time where there is currency debasement that uh, gold should do better. Now, they're making the same argument with Bitcoin. Uh, The difference with Bitcoin is what you just pointed out. That people are saying the price should be 80000 the price should be 500000 the price should be $600,000. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, and you can put any number on it you want. Um, and I'm sure a number of people uh, have sold some gold. And um, there's a fellow who does this Real Vision I'll never get his name right. It's like Raul Pau, maybe, something like that. He He's one of these guys that's on that Twitter thing. And one day, I don't know, a month or two or three ago, he's like, okay, tomorrow I'm selling all my gold and I'm going all in on Bitcoin. Okay, well, so him and his minions have, have done that, right? So you've got people selling gold. And you got people buying Bitcoin. So if all things held constant, that pushes the price of gold down and the price of Bitcoin up. Now, uh, what happens when Elizabeth Warren says, okay, we're going to institute an 8% transaction tax on Bitcoin or um, we're going to regulate Bitcoin or we're going to outlaw Bitcoin? Right. Um, Right. You know, that's going to have to get unwound. And I think over time uh whether it's gold and uh silver uh that's just one of those things that people culturally so so let's 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 jump around a little bit here i haven't seen anything in the last several days but it was a week or two ago india said that they were going to outlaw cryptocurrencies okay Th- th- they're all about gold i mean it's part of their religion it's part of their custom it's part of their currency so now you got that group of people that are going to continue to buy it and over time i i would imagine these other central banks are going to come around and say if we decide we need an electronic currency we will provide it and and by the way i what i i'm not you know, very, um, facile. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm not very talented at using the software to transfer money. Like there's Venmo and Waymo and all that stuff. Like, like if I owe you $18, I can, I can, or PayPal, like I can just send you the money. Right. Well, right and check. yeah. So why do I need Bitcoin? That's moving around 15 or 20% every couple of weeks. Um, so there to me that's that I keep repeating myself, but I think that's the salient point that no one's asking the question is like why do we need this thing and for the for people who are living in Latin America where they need to get the money out or people in China who are trying to smuggle their wealth out it's real, and they need it okay, okay. and if their governments want to let them do that, well hey that's their business, but the United States anybody that's using that stuff for illicit purposes is costing you money and they're costing me money cuz they're evading paying their taxes and, and that, that can't uh,
1: that can't continue right there's got
0: it's got to well, it could, anything can, anything can happen but at some point at some point you know uh someone's going to um uh, someone's going to figure it out and i mean i i don't know that i have the bandwidth to do this but you know Let's say I try and make an appointment with uh, Senator Warren, or I get you know Richard Blumenthal, who's my next door neighbor. Or I can just say, you know, hey. yeah. could help me talk to Elizabeth Warren. I got something that's going on here that you know maybe she wants to poke around with, or even Janet Yellen mm-hmm. said there it funds terrorism, so mm-hmm. we need to investigate that. You know, mm-hmm. if you wake up tomorrow. And the United States Treasury says, "We're planning on outlawing Bitcoin." Can you say, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not fair?" No. Well, no. there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and And by the way, you have all these guys, so let's talk about the the uh, uh, the the twins, okay? so they got they got billions of dollars of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so on their tax return as we've said many times, they're going to have to tick a box that says they traded in this stuff. Okay. So now the IRS is going to audit them. And if they have profits in it, okay, if they sold any of it, they're going to have to pay tax on that. Now, you know, how are they going to get that kind of money? Well, they're going to have to sell a bunch of their Bitcoin. Um, So, I would be very careful with this stuff. So when you when you look at what's going on, you have this huge thing, speculative interest in the Bitcoin. You have Kathy Wood, who's a visionary and may end up being the next Warren Buffett. I don't think so, but maybe. Then you got all the SPACs going on, right? So you have all these, these things that would indicate some sort of frenzy. I, I think uh, uh, I'd be very careful.
1: Oh, so. uh, yeah. Poor Kathy. I don't know why why she got dragged into this. I mean, just leave the poor lady alone. She's busy, you know, driving ARK through the roof. Oh, God. Really you know, if
0: sp- if you don't publish this podcast till tomorrow at 10 a.m., you, you can get out before the listeners here about uh about no, my I'm thoughts on that.
1: i've been touting ark all winter long yeah, uh, i would yeah all right I'm, I'm are you
0: still day trading
1: no no okay. I, no 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 no, no. Are,
0: are you telling me the truth
1: i am i am no i have i've gone back to buy and hold long term and uh no, I learned my lesson in GameStop. It was fun while it lasted, but you go to the casino once a year and you play your games, and then that's it. Okay, so it's it's no different than going to Vegas and throwing craps. Uh, that's that's my feeling on it. It was fun, but you you can't do it every day. That's it's just. Amazing.
0: Well, I think we're at, kind of coming to a good stopping point here, don't you?
1: I do thank you, and let's next week talk about investing strategies for a prudent adult rather than, <laughs> rather than digging around in the gutter here with Bitcoin. Okay. And day trading. How about that? Does that sound like a good idea?
0: It's all about you, Liam. All right, it's all about you, buddy. Love and, you. Have a great right, week. I'll,
1: thank you, Morris. Bye now.
0: Take care.